Thanks for listening to the Crosspoint Podcast. This is the Young Adults Ministry of the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Here we desire to see this generation of young adults reached and revived with the gospel of Christ. We believe our generation has the opportunity to change the world as we know it. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. at Franklin Road Baptist Church. Our prayer is that our podcast will help you grow in your relationship with God. Enjoy the Crosspoint Podcast. Hey, Crosspoint, we had a little bit of technical difficulties uh, as usual. Uh, we haven't come to expect anything less with lesson number four of our Truths for Tough Times series. And uh, I'm sorry that it's taken us so long to get this posted, but I thought that the content was good enough and, and, and applicable enough that we needed to come back and redo it rather than just trying to post it or po not post it. And so we wanted to take just a moment and do that. And so this is lesson number four of our Truths for Tough Times series. If you were in class, this will feel a little bit different because in class we kind of um, wanted to take this as an opportunity to share not only my heart, but share God's heart. And so lesson number four brings us to this thought of that God has a plan for your life. Now, if you've been with us or maybe you've watched the videos or you've been in class, what you know is that in lesson number one, we talked about how that God loves you. In lesson number two, we talked about how that God is good. In lesson number three, we talked about really all that God is doing and how he's using trials in your life and that he's working them out for his honor and for his glory. And that brings us to really lesson number four, where we want to look at this truth of that God has a plan for your life. And the whole goal behind this series of Truths for Tough Times is that sometimes when you go through something difficult, it's easy to lie to yourself. It's easy to maybe believe something that you haven't believed your entire life. It's easy to convince yourself of some things that are not true. And so we want to have these truths readily available when we're going through something difficult that we can run back to and rely on in moments of difficulty. And so lesson number four is this invaluable but also practical truth of that God has a plan for your life. And so we're going to be in Psalm chapter number 37 looking at three verses. Psalm 37 is one of my favorite passages uh, in scripture, one of my favorite chapters. There's so much truth in it. It almost works like bullet points. It just, it just hits you with truth and seems like almost in every verse. And so we're going to look at three of those truths in regards to God having a plan for our lives today in lesson number four of Truths for Tough Times. And so if you grab your Bible and join me in Psalm 37, we'll look at verse number 23 and read down through verse number 25. The Bible says this, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now I am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Let's go back and look at probably the familiar verse of those three verses is verse number 23 where the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. If you're uh, joining us and you're watching the video, you know that in class we typically will, will follow our Bible reading with a word of prayer. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do right now as you're watching is I want to ask you to take just a moment to yourself there and ask God to help you to trust his plan even when you don't understand it or see it. The goal of today's lesson and really the lesson that we shared in class is that it's not a matter of whether or not God's plan is right. The goal is that we would trust his plan sometimes even when it's hard to. 
What I've found in my life and even in the life of most young adults and college students is not that they doubt that God has a plan, is not that they doubt that God's plan is always right. When we doubt God's plan the most is when we can't understand it and when we can't see it. And so take just a moment there to yourself, maybe in the quietness of your room or in your dorm room or wherever you're watching this or listening to this at, and say, God, I know that you have a plan. God, I know that your plan is right. Would you help me to trust it? Now, I will say that I am by far someone who loves to have a plan. Um, I like when I know what is, what is happening. I like when I know what is going on. I shared this in class on the Sunday that we taught this. And one of the things that I've found with my personality type is that not only do I like to have a plan for myself, but I like for others to have a plan for what they're doing. I don't like to just dive into something and not know where it's going and not know really how it's going to go and not know why I'm doing it. So I like to have a plan. But here's what I've had to come to grips with, is that many times in the most frustrating moments of my life, what I had to learn is that God's plan is better than my plan. And when I get frustrated or I get impatient or, or I feel like that something's not moving in the way that I want it to, ultimately what that is, is that is me elevating my plan maybe above God's plan. It's me placing and prioritizing what I desire to see happen and the outcome that I desire to see more than possibly the outcome that most honors and glorifies God. And for some of you, your plan, you've laid everything out in your life and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with knowing maybe where you're going to be in five to ten years. There's nothing wrong with having a goal and, and looking forward and working, working toward it. But the truth is, is that at some point in your life, you will probably be met with the opposition of what to do when your plan doesn't work out. What to do when maybe life throws you a curveball. What to do when maybe sickness comes into your family. What to do when maybe relationship troubles come in or emotional struggles set in. Or maybe there's some sort of anxiety or there's stress that you, weren't, uh, weren't, you didn't feel capable of dealing with. We all have to have something to lean on in those moments. So what do we do when maybe we don't understand what God is doing? What do we, what do we lean on? We lean on this simple fact is that God has a plan. Now, I said at the beginning of the lesson, as we kind of introduced this, that I am someone who likes to have a plan, but I even like it when others have a plan. And can I just tell you that something that has helped me in reframing my mind about this is that I even feel comfortable in life when someone else has a plan. Now, it's going to stress me out a little bit, but if someone else knows what they're doing and I can be a part of it, I'm okay with that. That doesn't always work. Sometimes I even get impatient with maybe someone else's plan or, or I think I could have done it better. But when we look back over our previous three lessons, what we have to conclude is this, is that God's plan doesn't have imperfections. And so if you're looking for a plan, why not look to God's plan more than yours. And so in the passage that we read in Psalm chapter number 37, it may be kind of hard to pull it out, but I think that what we have is a really good glimpse of some principles that refer to God's plan in our life. And the first one is this, is that God's plan is often different than our plan. God's plan is often different than our plan. I want you to see this in verse number 23. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. 
The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Did you know that God is ordering your steps if you're walking with him? God is arranging where you will be in your life. God is setting things up. God is maybe keeping things out. God is bringing things in. But whatever, however you want to look at it, God is ordering the steps of those who walk with him. And for most of us, those steps, as long as we're walking with God, tend to align with possibly our desires, what we're seeking in life, our heart. But what happens when your expectations are maybe not met? What happens when there's disappointment? What happens when you don't know where to turn? Those steps are just as ordered as the ones that you rejoice in. And sometimes it may seem like that you, well, this isn't where I wanted to end up. This isn't where I wanted to be. I saw a, a quote the other day that said, in retrospect, everyone in 2015 who said where they would be in five years was extremely wrong. Because if you look at a year like 2020, no one got it right. So in 2015, if someone would have said, do you expect yourself to be in a global pandemic and maybe having to stay at home and having sickness around you, do you expect that? No one would have probably said that. So in five years, you could be completely wrong with where you're at in life. So where do you run to? Where do you look to when those expectations are not met? Where do you look when maybe there's disappointment that sets in? That's where you have to run to this truth that God is ordering your steps. He's brought you to that point. And if he's brought you to that point, then you also have to believe that he's the one who will bring you out of it and who will help you through it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord according to this verse, but there's also a very unique phrase, and I want you to see it at the end of verse number 23. It says, and he delighted in his way. I ask this question to myself often, and I want to ask it to you in regards to maybe a tough time or difficult time. When was the last time you rejoiced because God put you through something difficult? When was the last time that you were excited to see what God was going to do in your life, even when you maybe didn't understand it? That's delighting in his way. That, that, is, that is being expected. That is, that is looking forward to what God can do, even when maybe you don't understand it. In a year like 2020, it's easy to believe, well, God stopped working. No, we should delight in the way of God. God's ways are higher than ours, meaning that we may not ever understand them. So delighting in God's way because God's plan is different than ours. That's not something that we should bulk at. That's not something that we should push back at. That should be exciting to us because God's plan, an omniscient, holy, all-knowing, all-powerful, loving God should probably look different than our plan. And so that's okay. So God's plan is different than our plan. But then notice, secondly, is that God's plan includes trials and difficult times. He says at the very beginning of verse number 24, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Let's just be very honest that failure is a natural part of life. Someone once said that if you're not failing at anything, it's because you're not trying anything new. Failure is a part of life. How do you handle failures? How do you handle falling? How do you, where do you look to? 
Our world would tell us, well, failure is what leads you to success. And so if you fail, get up, brush yourself off, and go and try again. And that's great motivation, and there's probably some application to that that you can use in other areas of your life. But the truth is, is that failure is not an opportunity for you to dig deeper within yourself. It is an opportunity for you to look higher and look to the God of the universe who can help you. And according to verse number 24, who upholdeth you with, your, with his hand. You see, you did not get to where you're at on your own anyways. It is purely by the grace of God. And when you fall, it's not an opportunity for you to prove yourself. When you fail at something, when maybe you fail spiritually or you fail relationally or you fail emotionally, it's not an opportunity for you to prove your toughness as much as it is an opportunity for you to prove the goodness of God. It's not an opportunity for you to pull yourself up and dust yourself off and to show the world who you really are and what you're really made of. No, it is an opportunity for you to show the world around you that you're not the one holding yourself up. It's God who is upholding you. It's God who is keeping you from being cast down. And the hope that comes from this is that this is not your responsibility. Getting yourself back up is not up to you. When you feel cast down, when you feel burdened, when you feel like a failure, when your plan seems to be falling apart, you've got to run to this truth of that it's not up to you anyways, it's up to the God who is upholding you. And many times, trials and difficult times are the very thing that push us further away from God, rather than to God. The Bible says, yea, all, all who live godly shall suffer persecution. You're going to have difficult times walking with God. You're going to have moments that maybe you don't understand. But that's not your responsibility to hold yourself up. It is God who holds you up. David says that God is the glory and the lifter of my head. And so you've got to recognize that God's plan will include trials and difficulties. But I want to recall... I want you to recall a truth that we learned just a couple of weeks ago is that if God is good enough to put you through something, he's also good enough to be there with you. And sometimes the path that God has called you to is not easy, but his presence is with you. And sometimes I think that what we want in Christianity is we want this easy, cushy Christian life. And when it doesn't happen, we begin to doubt God. But the truth that we need to cling to is not that the Christian life is hard, but that God is with us in the hard Christian life. That we can run to him, that his presence is with us. That he's the one who's upholding us. He's the one who's walking through it with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He's the one who walks through the valley of the shadow of death with us. And when those tough moments come, it's easy to say, God, this isn't a part of my plan. But what you've got to run to and the truth that you have to look at is that it is a part of God's plan. He's ordered your steps to that point. But he's also there with you and he's the one who upholds you. And then lastly, is that God's plan is always for our good and his glory. It's for our good and his glory. Look at verse number 25. He says, I have been young and now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Did you know that when you experience victory through a tough time, when you come through it and you get to see how God's worked in your life and you get to see how God is glorified through you, did you know that the rest of the world pays attention to that as well? 
The rest of the world can look at something that you've gone through and they can step back and say, they went through that differently than this person. They went through that with God differently than this person who went through it without him. And David shares a very personal testimony here. He says, I have been young and now I'm old. I've got some wisdom behind me. I've got, I've got some experience behind this statement. And he says, and I have yet, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. If God is there with you, and I want you to hear this, then he's there with you for your good and for his glory. It's interesting to me that David uses the example there of bread. That's a necessity of life. Not bread in and of itself, but sustenance, provision, food. That's a necessity. He's not saying that I've never seen a hungry Christian or a hungry person who walks with God. What he's saying is God has provided for people when they need it. God has given them the things that they need. He's, he's given provision when they need it. He's given sustenance when they need it. We uh, look at Matthew chapter number 6. Uh, if you're watching this, we'll, we looked at it last week uh, at the beginning of the year. And he uses the illustration. Jesus is actually the one sharing it. He uses the illustration about the birds of the air and the grass and how that God takes care of them. So he takes care of his own. And here's what you need to realize is that if you're going through something, the provision and presence of God is for your good, but it's also for his glory. It's something that people should look at, and when they see you, it shouldn't be, oh man, look at how tough that he is. Look at how strong they are. Look at how, look at how they've handled this situation. It should be something that they look at and they say, there's something unique about that, and it's got to be God. And so here's what I want to close with. It's one thing for you to have a plan for your life. I think it's a great thing. I think it's something that you should strongly consider of where do I want to be? What, what do I want to be looking at? What, where do I want to be relationally and, and spiritually and emotionally and maybe in my career or in my degree? Where do, I want to, where do I see myself 10 years from now? But what happens when there's disappointment? What happens when there's failure? What happens when maybe you don't know where to turn? You don't know what's next. That's where you've got to look to God and trust that in sometimes your moments of disappointment, he's still working. That in sometimes your moments of failure, he's using that to shape you and to mold you into what he would have you to be. That in sometimes your moments of, of maybe need, to where you're looking and you don't know what's next. You don't know maybe where the next paycheck's going to come from. You don't know where the next meal's going to come from. That in your moment of need, it's not a time to turn inward as much as it is a time to turn upward. And I want you to really go back and recall what we said at the introduction of this lesson. It's one thing to have a plan for your life. And hopefully some of you do. I hope that you have direction. I hope that you have guidance. And I hope that it's spiritual guidance that's coming from God. But it is a completely different thing for you to step back and say, God, it's okay that you have a plan for my life when I don't. I'm going to trust you. Sometimes we see closed doors as oppositions or, or walls that need to be climbed rather than 
spiritual guidance and providence that could be from God that's leading us to a different place. That's leading us back onto God's path. And so in moments of difficulty and tough times, here's a truth that you can rely on. God has a plan for your life. Sometimes that plan is going to be different than yours, but that's okay because if anyone's plan is going to be right, it's going to be God's. Sometimes that plan is difficult. Sometimes it includes trials. That's okay as well because God is with you in that trial. God's presence is near. He's the one who's holding you up, not you. And sometimes that, that trial or that difficult time or that plan that we don't understand gives us an opportunity to have some needs along the way. But let's run to the promise that David reminded us and David himself testified to when he said, I have been young and now I'm old and I haven't seen God forsake anybody or leave them in want. I haven't seen God not provide for their needs. I've seen God take care of his own. So God has a plan for your life. I pray today that you'll trust it. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for those who joined us and listened today. Lord, I ask that you would help them. Lord, I ask that you would guide them. And Lord, I pray that in their moments of difficulty, that they would step back and they would see that this is your plan. That it this life was never about us working our plan anyways. It was about us being a part of your plan. And so may we believe when we don't understand and when we don't see. May we step back and see that you are ordering our steps if we're walking with you. May we step back and see that you are holding us up when maybe we fall or when we've experienced failure. And may we step back and see that you are providing for us when we have needs. Thank you for your love for us, and we thank you for the good God that you are. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for watching. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. If this lesson is helpful to you, feel free to share it with someone else or let us know by emailing us at crosspoint at franklinroad.org. You can also check us out at frbc underscore crosspoint on Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.